Welcome to Entrepreneurhood, where we break entrepreneurship down into three simple pillars, business, lifestyle, and motivation. Our goal is to use our personal experiences as industry leaders to guide and inspire young entrepreneurs to see the lesson in every challenge, because we understand that companies don't succeed, people do. Now, welcome the leaders of Entrepreneurhood, Lakem and KB. Welcome to the neighborhood. You got your boy Lake Kim in the building, and I got my brother KB in the building with me. We're on episode 43, and we decided to name this one, Make Your Money Work For You. Now, for the longest time, KB and I, we've been unclear on how we plan on physically making our first million dollars over the last few months. I think KB and I, we've realized that the vision has become crystal clear, clearer than ever. And here's the secret formula we're going to share with the community. Chris Johnson, he said it best. And the formula says, get money, buy income. Or in other words, learn how to invest. KB is going to let y'all know why we decided to choose this topic and what the quarter of the day is. So KB, what's the quarter of the day? Do not save what is left after spending, but spend what is left after saving. And this was said by one of the greats, Warren Buffett. And pretty much saying that you got to pay yourself first. You got to buy into your future. And by doing that, you invest what you have and you spend what you have left over. The first time I heard that saying of paying yourself first was when I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, Robert Kiyosaki. He stresses that all the time. When you don't pay yourself first, you're going to be mad at yourself in the future because you thought of the short-term gains, you know? Yeah. And it also made me think about another quote is, save your money now and it'll save you later. The reason why we chose this topic, the word investor gets thrown around a lot when people talk about business, but very few entrepreneurs truly understand the significance of investing their profits. Most entrepreneurs fail to realize that the one compound investment can eliminate the fear of going out of business forever. And it helps us hit our goals faster than we can imagine. But the million dollar question is, when should we start investing as entrepreneurs? And the answer is now. The goal isn't to work our way to financial freedom. The small entrepreneurs learn how to invest their profits and let the compound effect do the rest. So for those who don't know, compound interest is the addition of interest to the principal sum of a loan or deposit. Interest on interest, AKA make your money work for you. This episode is going to connect with a lot of people, KB, because we've been talking about this for a minute, bro. We've been saying like, yo, we got to do an episode about investing. We got to do an episode about investing. But in the beginning stages, when we started entrepreneurhood, we wasn't investing like that. I think we finally are at a stage where we have the credibility. We got the money invested in the places that we want, where we could speak about this topic confidently. And we got some scars too. It definitely helps. And I think there's a difference between investing in your business and also investing in the market, the stock market. And I think that's another level where entrepreneurs need to attack. So that's why like this episode, I hope it really you know touches home with a lot of people that's doing their thing. They're probably running it up, they're grinding, but at the end of the day, what's your long-term plan? Because to be an entrepreneur, it really, ain't no safety net. You got to create your own. Yeah, because as an entrepreneur, you are the safe, you are the safety net. That's just what it comes down to. Let's jump into the problems, man. We got three problems that we want to share with everyone in the community and let them know what we hear other entrepreneurs say. 
I don't know how to invest in the market. Now, 20 years ago, okay, cool. You can't say I don't know how to do certain things. Like you can look it up as you look up everything else. When people say they don't know how to invest, bro, like there's too many options right now. There's too many apps. There's no more commissions per trade for the majority of these apps. So like you said, that would have been cool or it would have been acceptable a couple years ago, but not, not in 2021, man. Yeah. We look up how to restore our iPhone or how to watch movies for free. <laughs> we can look up how to make some more money on top of our own money. And I think it's just, that's a laziness factor right there. We definitely got some experiences that we could shine some light on with that one. The second problem is I don't have enough money to invest. I can understand this from a certain you know standpoint, but if you're a solopreneur or in a small team season and you have no profits, then you have a big issue. You are running a business, but you're not making any money. Then what are you really doing? You just trading time. So with this problem, I think is more of a mindset because when I started um, investing for the very first time, I actually started investing at the point where I had the least amount of money, but it was an experience that I learned and it made me realize that, yo, like Kim, don't let not having money be the reason you don't invest. Any entrepreneur that feels like this is the main reason of why you can't get in the game, don't worry. Like KB and I, we got some experiences to to shine some light on this one and let you know no reason why you can't start. Like KB said, the time is now. For the third problem, some entrepreneurs say, I don't have enough time to invest. Now, I really feel you on this one, but you need to invest to earn your time back. You'll be in a grinding stage forever if you don't make your money work for you. That's also so important too, man, because I think this is one of the biggest reasons of why I didn't want to get in the game of investing was I just felt like it was going to be too time consuming. I, I felt like it was so much unknown uncertainty. And sometimes when you're trying to go into unfamiliar territory, if you don't know what you get yourself into, you just rather not start. Yeah. It's easy to shy away from things that seem challenging. These are the three biggest things that we've seen, we've experienced, and we hear other entrepreneurs say. So we're going to jump into some of the experiences and let y'all know what KB and I, what we've been through when it comes to the game of investing. So KB, what's your first experience, bro? I don't know how to invest in the market. Now, I definitely said this, but I also didn't stop there. I created my Robinhood account in 2019. And you was actually the first person I knew personally who told me about it. However, I didn't really make my first investment until quarantine in 2020. I had yeah. the app on my phone, pretty much some of you guys. And I just was like, what is this lines and chart? But I had that and I had the, the Acorn app. And that was one of the first apps I used to invest. I'm like, Acorn is pretty much easy. It tells me how much money I want to take out my account each week, you know, $20, and then I'm going to see it go up. And I just thought I was going to be rich off of that. <laughs> Facts. But as I started to learn more, I realized you really got Acorn, they do mutual funds. So if you really want to start messing with stocks or ETFs, index funds, you got to do it on Robinhood. Everyone kept saying last year, it was the, this is the best time to become a millionaire. And during quarantine, because they said a market crash, I didn't know what that meant, but I'm like, I need to figure this out. 
<laughs> so I just started asking questions. I started hitting up people on IG, posting, whoever posted about stocks. I started following certain people, Chris Johnson, Robert Killer. Then I started watching CNBC, like the NBA basketball games. Wow. And then next I started investing in education. So I bought courses from people, Todd Capital, Chris Johnson, Wall Street Trapper. Still, I didn't make any real money. Actually, I lost money. <laughs> <laughs> but I was so eager to learn a new skill set and I knew it was going to be challenging. But everything was foreign at first. And I think that's the biggest thing that we need to take on and understand. Like, it's hard being an entrepreneur at first. Investing is just another angle, another perspective. It's going to be hard at first. You got to learn the vernacular. You got to learn the language. You got to be around it. Hold on. When it comes to like, when you start getting in the game of investing, why do you feel as a kid growing up in, in Southside, like that's not something I don't think you and I, we've ever heard of, man. I, I don't know, like in Queens, if I ever heard the word of someone saying, yo, I'm investing in, in something like that's just, it's not common, bro. I heard an investor. I just think of a, a guy with a briefcase and who wears shiny suits. <laughs> and make phone calls all day because that's what it was with the stock market you couldn't do it on our phones they had to have a broker to trade for you and you had to pay the broker and you had to trust the broker on which stock play but now you know everything is digital and high tech we can do everything from our phone yeah so investing wasn't it's always cool i always thought about it. i want to be invested i want to be invested everybody say that the black people always say yo when i get some money i'm gonna invest <laughs> let's pause right there bro because that's the one thing that it really irritates me i don't know how you feel about this but it's so many people bro and i know there might be someone listening that this might be you like this is you and and it's always the, the people that say yo bro if i if i touch this much of my amount of bread bro this is what i'll invest in and I, I know how to turn and flip this in x y and z and from what i've experienced bro is it's a lot more difficult than what people think man like People just think of investing and they just think it's so easy just to flip money or to come across money, a large sum of money and make that one play that's going to double it. Is that how investing is? Definitely not that. You got to do your study and you got to be patient. But what gets me tight is that people play lotto. <laughs> they say, when I hit the lotto, I'm going to invest. Not realizing the money that you're playing every week on these numbers, you have better chances like mathematical chances of having profits with an investment. So it's, it's one of those things that if, if you don't love, you say, I love you when you get to this certain level. If you don't love me now, you're probably never going to love me <laughs> or it won't be real. So it's, you might as well learn now and not, and not say, yo, I get some money, I'm going to invest it. Bro, you can invest it now. And I think that's just a big misconception within the culture. Yeah, I see that all the time, bro. I think it was just even last week I went to a gas station and I seen this one lady, man. When I say she she racked up on the lottery tickets, bro, she was like, yo, let me get 14. Let me get three and 17. And I was like, yo, it's just but it, it's OK, though, because I know at some point everyone has to start somewhere. But it's just as you start to understand the game more and you start to really know what could help someone get to the next level, lottery ticket playing, that ain't it. Like, it's just not. Yeah, you're going to spend $100 to make 50. <laughs> you, you're down 50% of your portfolio. 
<laughs> yeah, bro. It's, it's like Vegas. It, it really is like Vegas. So one of the biggest things I think of why people don't know how to invest in the market is because they just don't want to lose money. A lot of people, when it comes to investing, they play not to lose instead of playing to win. So I'll share uh, one of my experiences uh, with you real quick. I said this, I said, growing up, no one ever spoke about investing, bro. I think growing up in Queens, here's what my parents taught me. They taught me, get a job, work hard, make money, and then save your money. That, that was the blueprint that I was given. And coming from a Jamaican background, it was like, get three jobs, work hard, and, and it's just a, a, non, a never-ending cycle. It was crazy because very similar to you, bro. I checked before we started the episode one I created my Robinhood. And I didn't create my Robinhood until May the 25th, 2019. So as soon as I created my Robinhood, a couple of weeks later, I told you about it because you're my brother. So I want to make sure if I'm learning something, I want to make sure I'm putting you on ASAP. And when it came to investing, I didn't know nothing about investing, bro. Like my first investment was the Robinhood referral stocks that they gave me. Like when you create the account and they give you like the $4 stock saying you could get an Apple stock and all of that. I, I want to know someone who got an Apple stock, bro, because the majority of people I know, they get the the little rinky dinky stocks that no one know. You you Have you known anyone that's gotten like a crazy stock? Nah, all the stocks I, I heard of is I've gotten never heard of. But that was my first investment, like just getting that. And then what I did was after that, I was like, I right, bet. So now that I got a Robin Hood, I'm going to convince a couple people to get some too. So I could just get more stocks. I convinced my sister, I convinced my wife, and I got a couple more stocks. And that was the birth of my investing career. And once I kind of got the high of having stocks, then the next step that I started to do was I was like, all right, now I'm going to start buying a bunch of stocks. But when I buy a bunch of them, I'm just going to buy one stock, one, one of each company, because I just wanted to say, yeah, I own that. Yeah, I own that. <laughs> I own one of that. And not knowing the whole time that when you play small, you win small. But that was just when I didn't know how to invest, bro, it was just I wanted a piece of everything. God had like 15, 20 different companies in your portfolio and with the maximum 10 shares. <laughs> I'm sure someone listening right now, that's how their portfolio look as we speak. They got a lot of one of this, one of that. And if that's how your portfolio looks and you listening, yo, don't worry about it, man. Like it's where we all got to start. As you get into the game, it's just you're learning. You still got the training wheels on. And one of my courses, Tired Capital, talked about invest, follow things that you, because you understand how the money works or the business model works. So what I did was I, I looked at Nike stock. I looked at Foot Locker. I looked at eBay, companies I was familiar with. And this way I could understand, I could read about them. Because when you read about them, you understand the, the lingo, what goes along with the, the business model. And that was a good way to start to really get yourself seasoned in the game. But when I started, I'd just go for the gusto. I, I learned about options. I could make how much money in how much time? And option trading is really not a good way to start. Let me just put it, let's put it out there. <laughs> Wait, so even... let's break that down. What is option trading? Because, you know, there's someone listening right now that's KB. I, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. All right, so option trading in the simplest form is basically 
you buy a contract of stock. So basically one contract is about a hundred shares of each stock. And you can either bet that the option is going to, the stock is going to go up or it's going to go down. Yeah. And whatever direction that you bet, you can make some money. And the reason you use the bet is called a technical uh, analysis where you look at the graph, you check out the charts and you check out the trend or the fundamental analysis where you just read about a company. So basically a fundamental analysis with, during quarantine is everybody's buying tissue. Everybody needs supplies. So I'm pretty sure Home Depot should go up. I'm pretty sure Pathmarks should go up these companies because everybody needs this right now. And with that being said, other companies might go down like Eventbrite because people are not going to different events. Eventbrite is not making no money. So that's just a fundamental analysis. So I was a good reader. So only reason, <laughs> only thing about me, I was a bad better. <laughs> so I was making sense, but the contract is within a certain time frame. So there are times where I bet something's going to go up to you know, $10, but my contract was too short and it wasn't far out enough. It expired. Yeah. So when a contract expires, you get nothing. So I'm just risk taker, betting, betting, betting. And I, I had some wins. I had some losses. But when it came down to it, I ended up losing more than what I, I put in there. All right. So let's get vulnerable for the listeners, bro. So what would you say when you first started, what's the most money uh, you've made on like a, a flip of an option? And then I want you to give them the good news. And then I want you to tell them the bad news. They're like, what's the most you've lost in a day? Just so they know if they're trying to get into option trading, Let's give them the good and the bad. All right. Uh, I'll never forget June 8th, 2020. <laughs> you got it down to the day? <laughs> I'll never forget it. June 8th, 2020, the whole team, the whole group chat was winning. We invested in this uh, ETF called Gush, controls like the oil in the U.S. And it's three times as much. It's an it's a, it's a ETF on steroids. So okay. if it, go, it goes up quick and it goes down quick. And we was hoping that the oil was going to actually make a rise because there was a shortage. So the price was going to have to go up. You know, that's where it made sense at. But a Gush went up. My account was at 20K. What? In June? 20K. And I started with probably like 3 or 4K. And it was the best feeling ever. But Wait, the next day? Gush was going down. So just the the part of, of you investing you come up a gambler almost when you don't go by your trading rules or your trading guidelines and gush was going down it's like nah i'm just reinvest i'm gonna get more contracts and i'm gonna get it further out the money i'm gonna just get it in december and that time it was it was june and gush kept going down the next day and i was down probably like 13. oh gosh it just and then it's like nah gush is gonna go back up like your emotions get involved <laughs> And Gush never went up, man. I was negative 5K by next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yo, options is brutal, bro. So wait, you went, you started at three, you went to 20, and then you was down negative five. Life come at you fast. I got a similar story because me and KB, when, when we making plays, we always put each other on. I, I got the similar story. I don't remember the date because it was too depressing, but it was the same play. You put me on a gush and invested money and I saw that the money ran up, bro. And I remember me and you, we was on the phone talking and I was like, yo, bro, like I just made 7,000, 6,000, 8,000. 
And I think that day we cracked $9,000 in gains in that one day. And bro, I was literally walking around the house, jumping up and down. Like I'm rich, I'm rich. <laughs> I made bands in the day. Like that's, I think the most money I have made in the day before. And, and I felt, I felt amazing. And I was like, all right, man. So the next day, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get out of it and I'm going to take some of my profits. And then the next day that 9,000 dropped and, and I lost four, 4,000. I was like, all right, well, I'm still up a couple thousand. So I'm going to wait another day before, cause it's probably going to go back up. And then bro, within two days, that 9,000 evaporated, like it was gone. That scarred me in investing. And from there, I was like, all right, if I ever do option trading, I'm going to play it safe because this feeling of losing this much money is not cool. And eventually I, I just, uh, for real, I don't even mess with options like that no more. Now I'm just, I play it safe with the stocks and the dividends. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like it scarred me for a while. I got back in the option a little bit in of January of this year and I, I won and then I lost I said, nah, this is, I got to step away from this <laughs> because what it is when your account is under 25 K in Robinhood, you have uh, a thing called day trades and you get three of them. So you get th three day trades, I think in the span of five business days. So you just can't jump in and jump out, but it's best to take your profits. So after you, you know, use your day trades, you have to stay in that play until the next day. But stocks always jumping up and down in the beginning when it opens it's always skyrocketing and then it might be a little dead in the middle of the day and then how it ends you never know <laughs> yeah i took a step away from options i figured out you know once my account get back to 50k i might mess around with options once but uh, peloton i lost some money i made some money i lost some money with peloton and beyond me tell you bro options is a dangerous thing and for anyone listening like when it comes to stocks there's really three main ways that you can make money for the most part when it comes to investing that that I've learned and i think you can make money off of a stock the price change if you buy a lot of shares of a stock and it increases you can make money off of buying dividend stocks but dividend stocks they pay you every quarter, which is every three months or every month um, or yearly based on whatever that company payout is, or the last option, the risky is the options. So it's, those are the three ways that KB and I, we've learned over trial and error of what investing is. And I think as of right now, what I'm really focused on is I'm just focused on the stocks and just the dividends with a little bit of crypto. Yeah. Crypto is Crack in the 80s, baby. <laughs> you get millionaires overnight with crypto. Crypto is, is dangerous too. So it's all about learning how to diverse your portfolio. And that's what I'm learning. And I, I got some penny stocks that we're looking at right now. Segi, HCMC. You want everything to go to the moon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like for the listeners, man, if y'all want to know uh, more about that stuff, that's definitely something we would be willing to share because there's a lot of stocks right now that's moving and, and KB, he's not playing. When he say he's in, in Segi and HCMC, yo, we getting the shares run all the way up. KB's putting his money where his mouth is. <laughs> and one benefit about stocks is that they go up and down, but you only lose when you pull out. So if a stock is down, it's okay as long as you don't sell and they don't go bankrupt, which you don't invest in a company that even have a chance of doing that. But 
it happens. If not, they will get bought out by somebody else. You really can't lose when you just hold. You just got to be patient and you only invest what you're willing to lose. Say that one more time, bro, because I think everyone listening that wants to get into investing, you just said the number one rule of investing. Run that back. Only invest what you're willing to lose. Facts. So don't put your life savings in there. But you got to be careful about your portfolio and really look at what you could afford. Yeah, bro. And I think that's true. To bring that point home for all of the listeners is if you don't know how to invest in the market when you start in, don't stress, man. There's so many different angles that you could take. And there's so many people that are willing to teach. Okay, B and I, we just trying to share with y'all our experiences of how we initially didn't know because we, for real, I started taking investing a little bit serious in 2019, the end of 2019, summer of it. And then KB started taking it serious, what you said, the beginning of 2020? Yeah, I, I got back into it because I was scarred seeing my account <laughs> go like that. And I'm like, I'm going to just make money and save it. And then when it's time, I'm going to come back to it. Yeah. So like we still novice in the game. So don't feel like it's too late to start learning. Let's jump into the second problem, KB. So the second problem is where entrepreneurs say, I don't have enough money to invest. So have you ever said that before, KB? I thought it, but my pride wouldn't let me say it. My, my thing is, if you're a solo entrepreneur, you know, solopreneur, are you even making money? Because... A lot of people forget, they confuse sales with profit mm -hmm. and they confuse gross with net. So it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And from that keep, we use that to an investment for off the top. So saving for a rainy day just always been a skill set of mine. Like even from side hustle days when I was training six, $12, I, it, was, it was straight cash flow business and I would literally count. 10% of what I made each week and put it to the side for emergency fund. And then I'll look at my expenses to see I rents this much. How can I, I'm going to divide it by four. This is what I need to pay this week. And then I'll just save the rest. And that's how I used to learn how much I really have. And when you really face the facts of what you're making and what you can actually keep, then you can know what you can invest. That's important, man, because I feel like so many people say that they don't have enough money to invest, but I just think it's a lot of just budgeting because we always have money to invest is one, we don't know what to invest in, or two, we just spending our, our money recklessly. I hate to be a minimalist or anal, but there's a lot of things we don't have to do. And quarantine showed us there's a lot of things we do not have to do and we can still live, we can still survive. But we do these things because, you know, it makes us feel good and we want to have self-care and stuff like that. But when it gets down to the trenches, I ain't get a cut for three months. <laughs> and that's not because I ain't have it. It's because I just, like, it was no purpose. I wasn't going nowhere. And that was my choice, my decision. But it's, I was willing to do that because I'm like, I'm going to spend all this money and try to invest it. I'm going to try my luck this way. We wasn't getting gas like that. I got gas probably like three times in a couple months. So it's like, when variables change, your mindset changes. Mm. And once you change your mindset about the variables that you have, then you can invest more than you have more money than you think you have. Yeah, I think that point was important because you just said we're when we're in quarantine, like we realized what was important, bro. Like I think during quarantine, because I wasn't spending that much money, I was literally just watching my bank account stack. 
And I was like, wow, it's because yeah, all my subscriptions, they postponed them or they canceled them or I didn't have to pay any of that. And I was like, wow, like when the money comes in and nobody's going out, you see a bank account stack. So it really just made you realize what was important. And like what you said, what you don't need, because bro, whether people realize this or not is you have to find or create the money to invest. Because again, your future self is either going to be really happy or really frustrated with you. If you can't find the money to invest, you're not willing to make that sacrifice of cutting back on something to invest in your future self. One of the things that I have, bro, is I said, ironically, my experience is not having enough money to invest. I didn't care about investing KB until I almost lost all of my money. So it's crazy because 2018, the listeners who really listened to the podcast, yeah, I've heard me say this multiple times, but it was my best financial year of my life. I paid myself over $150,000 that year. My company made over $900,000, a couple thousand short of a a million. And I literally felt invincible. Like I felt like no one could touch me. The money was never going to stop, which was crazy because the following year, 2019, is where I lost the most money in my entire life in a short time frame. And that scarred me just like how option trading scarred you, KB, like like losing that much money in such a short time frame. It really, it cut my pride. It cut my confidence. And as a result, I knew I needed another stream of income because once I realized that I was one stream away from losing it all, I was terrified, bro. I was like, yo, 2018, I was untouchable. 2019, I was I only had one stream. So if I lost that one stream, I'm back to being an employee. And I'm like, nah, bro, I can't let that happen. So I found the money to invest in 2019 after I lost the most money ever because I realized of how important it was. That's got to be a big wake-up call, having your best year, then your worst year right after that. Like, it makes you like, I have to have some type of insurance for my, my money. And that's when investing comes into play. And, and even from my experience, like even with the small amount, that's the thing, like when I didn't have much money or making you know, probably a couple hundred dollars a week from training, I made sure I put money aside. I had to budget. And I think people think once I get money, I can start budgeting. No, if you have $10, budget it as if you have 10,000, like you really got to figure out how to make things work and using what you have. Because if you just throw $2 at a stock or $2 at Bitcoin for the, for the next 30 days, it's going to add up. Yeah. And that's what, that's the whole thing about compound interest, making your money work for you. And I think people need to realize you could do it in the simplest form with buying, you know, just Dogecoin once every, once a day. No, just throw a dollar at it and just see what happens. Just keep throwing money. Just keep treating it like a savings account. Because we know our savings is not doing anything. Inflation is 3% a year. So if you look at it, $100 that you had last year, it's worth 97 this year. And so on and so forth. When you look at it from that perspective, like I had shoebox money in a mattress. I had, I still got it to this day. I still got a couple of dollars under there. Just for, just for fun. But like my majority of my money is in the market now. 
Yeah. And I think that what you said is so important because when people say they don't have enough money to invest, something simple as replacing buying a, a coffee every day and set aside a certain amount of what you want to invest, like you said, daily or weekly. Like you and me, if I'm not mistaken, we have a weekly reoccurring deposit that goes into our Robinhood, regardless of how much money we have coming in or going out, because we know that money needs to be invested or we need to have it in that particular account. So when an opportunity presents itself and we want to make a play, you want to have the money to be able to do that. And it may seem daunting in the beginning when you're like, yo, I don't know what to invest, so I'm not going to invest nothing instead of saying, all right, I don't know what to invest. But what KB and Lay said, I need to treat my Robinhood, my Charles Schwab, my TD, treat this like a savings account and just put a reoccurring amount that goes to that. And everybody could find $5 a week or $5 a month to put aside to invest in your future. Everybody could do that. It's definitely worth it. What I used to do is I invest, emergency fund was automatically 10%, 50% was the expenses and take the other 40 and just put it to the side for whatever comes next. And now at that point, I really didn't pay myself. <laughs> I was just like, nah, everything's going back into the business. So now I pay myself and I try to live off for 30, 35, 40% of my income. You know, granted, I still enjoy myself, but I'm always looking to invest more each month. I'm always looking to invest more than what I spent each month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's one of my things that I'm really locking in on. Yo, I want to invest a couple of thousand a month. And me investing a couple thousand a month is going to lead to hundreds of thousands later. And that's just the mindset that I have. And I think that's what we want our entrepreneurs listening to take up on is don't let that excuse of not having enough money stop you from investing in your future self because we all could find some spare chains to invest. Correct me if, if I'm wrong or add, add what you think to this, KB, but I think the biggest fear that people have when it comes to investing is they feel like they need to invest $1,000 on their first investment or they need to have 10 bands put away. Why do you think people feel like that? Instead of just thinking, I just need $10 a week, they feel like they need to start with $1,500, $800. I guess they just caught up in the big brands or the big companies like you know Amazon. I don't even know what Amazon is, but it's a few thousand. They probably caught up on Google. No, Facebook, Apple, these stocks cost a couple hundred dollars. Netflix. But, yeah. But the thing about it, the game is even easier because now you can buy fractional shares. So you can own it and only have a, a one-tenth or one-fifth of a company. And you still build ownership. You can still you know, build interest. By us, by Robinhood and these certain platforms allow you to do it partial shares, it makes the game much easier because like now anybody can be your owner long as you put money to it, if you get a piece of pizza, you throw a dollar at it, that's going to at least give you a piece of crust. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get a whole slice. You can't eat a whole slice, but you got a little piece. And that little piece can turn into something. Yeah, and it's true, bro, because at one point before I shifted my portfolio, I had a good chunk of money in the Bitcoin. And I, I'll keep it transparent with people. I, I can't afford a $50,000 Bitcoin. <laughs> like that's, a, and I, I'm not there yet. I can't afford a full one. But like at one point, bro, I had, I don't know, like thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars $14,000, you know, in, in Bitcoin. And 
it was cool because when Bitcoin increased, my portfolio, like it, it matched it. it. It increased and, and it followed. So I wasn't able to get the full return of if Bitcoin went up like 2000, my portfolio went up like a couple hundred and I never owned the full one, but yo, it, it felt good. So that's a prime example of just not having full ownership of it, but by you having your piece, man, it, it pays. Yeah. And just to give talk about like the ignorance of investing, because we don't want you guys to just throw money at things because you heard somebody talk about it. You want to get knowledge of it. But when you, at a certain point in time, if it say something is low, you actually want to read about it because what you're exposed to something, but you don't really know, it hurts you. Like what you don't know hurts you. Like, for example, I saw Bitcoin at $8,000 last year. Bitcoin, wait, 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 you sold or you saw? I, I saw, like, with my eyes. Oh, okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, I don't have 8000 to buy one. I didn't really think about the fractional shares. And I don't even know if it was available at that time, but I was like, ah, I don't know. Bitcoin now is at what? It just went down today, but it's like 41000 Now, if I would have just threw $100 at it, I could have had profit by now. Tons of profit. And this is talking about within one year of difference. So it's like, what you don't know will hurt you. So whatever you hear, you know, people talking about or not talking about, just do your research because you be like, damn, I actually saw this at this price. It was at $2. Now it's at $240. I could at least bought 20 shares. You start thinking like, I should have did this. I should have did that. So it's all about that exposure and education. We don't want you to just throw money because it's the popping thing, but we want you to really be educated what what you want to do, but if you want to get into Segi, I think you probably should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. I was just gonna ask you because I know the listeners are like, all right, so like KB and Lay, what are some things that if I'm a new investor, what should I invest in that y'all think is gonna pop next? Like, what would you say that's either something that's safe or something that has a lot of upward growth is coming? I would say definitely just for the most general thing is the S&P 500 and that's the index fund and the index fund of the top 500 most important companies in the US. Yeah. So the history of the index fund over the last 50 years has always been growth over six to 7% a year. They average. So one of, you know, the shares right now is probably like $400, but you could probably get partial shares on there. And just throw you know money at it once a month, one share a month, one share per, per paycheck, and it's gonna go up and down because it's a stock, but it's gonna grow within a year. And they always say S and P, you you are betting against the U S. and the U S. is always gonna make sure we in business. Yeah. So the S and P is one of the, the safest bets, and the Segi ACMC these are more they call it penny stocks spec plays. So you don't have your full portfolio in it, but these are investments that you can buy at low. And they have a crazy upside. ACMC is a, a company that does vape and they have patents and they have their own store of natural products. So everything with them is like natural. Everything to do everything better. Segi is like a, a black owned Netflix entertainment company. It's called Sycamore Films. And they actually have an app now where they're really trying to display minority culture on a big level. That's just a little bit about the stocks. You can definitely look it up on YouTube. And Google, that's exactly what I did when I heard about it. Yeah, you're giving us advice. You you got any skin in the game in these stocks? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Try to see what the portfolio looking like. 
I, I got a few million shares of ACMC. So if ACMC, you know, hit a dollar, then I have to change my name. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, KB, don't be like that, bro. Don't be like that. You gonna change your name and your number? Yeah, the num nah, the number. I still got the business number. The other number is not is not gonna be used anymore. <laughs> Dang. And I think that's that's powerful, man. Again, it shows KB and I, we did not know nothing about investing in 2018 or the beginning of 2019. This level of knowledge has been accumulated over the last six to 12 months. And we, we say that to share it with the entrepreneurs is that like now is the time to learn. Do not make that excuse, which again, is going to take us to our last problem, bro. Because the last problem is when our entrepreneurs say, I don't have enough time to invest. So this one, I think is going to make y'all realize I like, I'm going to find the time. Let's run through some of the experiences. So what's the experience you got with this one, KB? First, I want to say, is your business 24 hours? I don't think so. <laughs> so it's easy to say this problem when your schedule is filled with busy work or unproductive tasks for your business. Like you're not going to have any time your mother asks you to go to the grocery store or your girl might ask you to watch Netflix or you don't miss LeBron and Steph Curry play. You're <laughs> never <laughs> If you're doing these things, you're never going to have time. And then you got to eat, then you got to shower, then you got to get back to your business. So you never have time to invest if you're handling your day like this. Like you got to start being like selfish. And that's what I learned because I got to take time for my business so it can grow and I can nurture it. And if you don't take that time out at the end of the day, the people that you spend time with, they probably have a regular job. Yeah. So not no, nine times out of 10, everybody's not entrepreneur. So if they have a regular job, when they clock out, their work is done. But when you leave your client or you leave your employee, you still have to work because to get done. Facts. That's so true. <laughs> and the reason why we do these things, because we know we don't want to be in a 40, 50 year rat race. So while they waiting on a pension to come in, we like, yo, we just made this investment. We about to go to Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. So it's, it's opportunity cause. So we talked about it before, but what you doing or what you're not doing, you have to pay for that. At some point, is either you're going to pay for it now or later. That's important. Yeah, so it's, you know, we have time for what we want. That's obvious. And if you know the trade-off or the return on it is, yo, if I could get this done and I lock in for these next two hours and I'll be good for the next six months, which one would you really rather choose? Because now when you come back in those six months, now you can you could pay you don't even got to go to Netflix. Like, yo, baby, we could go on a date. Let's go to the movies. <laughs> Let's go on a trip. Ma, don't worry about the groceries. I'll let Instacart do it. We drop off the groceries. You know, we ain't got to spend time on doing that. Mm. And that's the thing. Like, you get money to buy income to get your time back. And I think that's the one of the most important things about investing. Is I'm looking at invest. I'm getting my time back for the future. So I don't have to train six days a week. Like, my goal next year is to train four days a week. And I'm, I'm not going to get that by working more. I'm going to get that by investing more. Yeah, you're, what you're doing is you're going to be buying your time back. So then that way, again, and that's why important uh, investing is so important is because it allows us to 
get our time to do the things that we enjoy. I don't think anyone listening to this podcast has intentions of working because you have to when you're 50, 60, 70. You don't want to do that because you have to. You're going to do it because if you're passionate about something that's that you care about. But that's why investing is just so important. And what I have from my, my experience with this is I don't have enough time to invest. I felt the same way when I first started learning about how to invest. I felt like I didn't understand the basics. So I didn't even know what to research on when I was brand new. So I didn't have the time. I didn't, I didn't even know what strategy would even be a good fit for me when I got into the game of investing. And because I felt like I didn't know where to start, I just didn't start. So that's why I said I didn't have enough time. It was like, I didn't know where to, like, where do I even start? So that's the real problem. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I feel like other entrepreneurs, y'all probably feel the same way. Y'all, yo, KB, I don't got time, bro, because I don't even know what a dividend is, bro. I don't know what an option is. I don't got time for that. So we just, it's. But I can say this though, it can feel very overwhelming at first, or even after a couple months, it feel overwhelming because like, yo, I'm not really making any money, and I'm spending this time reading these different articles and trying to learn about these charts. And I'm not doing anything. And I did feel like that because one, let's take it back in perspective. During quarantine, as a trainer, never knew if the gym was going to open again. So I was invested in more of a survival. And like, yo, I have to be a trader now because if the gym never opens again and I can't be around people, I just got my app and that's pretty much it right now and a couple products. So you know, <laughs> my, my, my mindset of investing was like, I got to figure out everything, ins and outs, I have to make money now. This is how you're going to eat. Yeah. So once the gym started to open up, things started to get back to normal. Except I said, I don't have time for it. I got to focus on my business now because I have to get it back. I get the back running back to making money. And then I just, I was just so hurt and scarred by the gut situation. That I was like, ah, I don't want to take my hard work and money and put it into market and lose it again. And I just had to change my method. Stop messing with options. That's a big boy game. Let me just mess with the stocks. Let me mess. Let me work on my dividend portfolio. And I think that's what helped me give that comfort. Listen, this is a whole different bowl game. This is a whole different approach. You know, this is about buying and holding. Buy low, sell high. That's all you got to do. There's no time limit you're going against. And it's not as risky. So once you start learning different ways to make money in it, you'll feel more comfortable. Because with options, it was volatile about this company has some type of lawsuit. Damn, now your option play is dead. Or if... Trump says a tweet, your play is dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's like, there was so many different variables. So I felt like I don't have time to study how I was studying before. So let me not just do anything. And, but it used to hurt me at the same time. Cause I was talking to you like, yo, I just made you know, X amount of money on Bitcoin or I, I bought these dividends. I'm like, yo, I got money, but I, if you scared money, don't make no money. Yeah. And that's something like, you know what? I'm gonna start, you know, reading a little bit more here. Just reading a little bit more here. But now I'm, I got two million shares in one company. I'm not just reading for my time. I read it because, like, I'm in it. Like, I'm ten toes in. You know. <laughs> so once once you in it, you'll find time. Like, I'm and I'm more busy than before. But now I just start waking up earlier. I might read something about read about the company thirty minutes a day. One company thirty minutes, twenty minutes, and really schedule it and scale it like that. I can't have two or three hours anymore just to read about stocks, but I could make time 
during throughout my day. Yeah. And I think, again, that's it seems like this problem is something that a lot of entrepreneurs, they felt is like the level of being overwhelmed is what makes them feel like they don't have time. So like when I eventually overcame my mindset of not having time, I asked myself, I was like, all right, like Kim, if I want to get good at something, what do I normally do? And I thought of it. I was like, here's what I do. I normally I try it first. I make mistakes. And then I get a coach or a mentor. And that's, that's the main reason uh, like why I didn't feel like I had the time. So what I did was I called, I hit up you and I hit up Rodney and y'all told me about Alvin's investing uh, Instagram. Uh, I was like, all right, let me check that out. See what that look, what's that looking like? And that eventually, you know, led me to his investing group. And then the rest was history. And I felt like that investing group gave me plays that I didn't know existed and most importantly, it gave me a starting point. And I felt like that's all I needed to get in the game. So I think for the entrepreneurs that say they don't have time to invest, find your point of entry. If you could find a point of entry of someone that could just introduce you to it, it may make you feel like you have more time because it makes sense. It's the same reason why you even started your business as an entrepreneur, because you wanted more. And after you be entrepreneur for a certain amount of years, you realize, all right, I could prove I could grind. I prove I could work. How do I get over the, the hump and be set for life? And as you sit there, you're like, that means I have to sell 10,000 products. Or that means I have to put in you know, 10,000 10, hours of doing this particular service. But yo, what gets you ahead, I can use my money. I can use my earnings to make me more money. Like, I look at money now as like my little soldiers. They, they're in a sweatshop working. If I'm going to be sweating, they're going to be working twice as hard as me. Got to. And then the other saying was, if you're going to spend money every day, make money every day. Got to find a way. You have to. So once I heard that from Rashad or Earn Your Leisure, it literally changed my whole mindset. Like, yo, how can I make money every day? Let me put money in the market. Let me make my money work for me. And let me just sit back and chill and do my thing. And eventually... You know, an investment is going to continue to grow and I'm going to continue working. But at the same time, when it's my time to pull out, I could be set. So because my whole game plan right now is to make as much as I can from my training and real estate, put that money into the market, take that money from the market, buy real estate, mm. take real estate, get the cash flow. Now I could live or support my own lifestyle. So. It's, those are the trifecta of people that's wealthy. If you look at even Floyd Mayweather, he was talking about how in an interview last week, you know, how he makes, you know, six figures. He's seen he was making six figures a month. He came back to them with seven figures for making real estate. He owns skyscrapers. Like, that's a different type of <laughs> investment. Yeah. Even different type of money owns skyscrapers. So he's he spends a lot of money, but at the same time, that's nowhere close to what he's actually making. Wow. And he said he, he invested in the real estate. So it's, I'm pretty sure he has stuff with stocks. And he said, and what he said too is, I am not that smart, but I have smart people around me. Got smart people on this team. And that's a smart thing to do because if you have don't have a certain strength, I'm going to talk to you about it because you're an expert and you're doing the research on it. I trust you. I know you already got 10 toes in. So I'm going to follow your play. And I think that's what we need to do as a community is to learn from each other. 
Because once you told me about the dividends, I'm like, nah, he's doing it. All right, bet. Let me actually get into it. And now I do dividends automatically straight from my account. I don't have to think about it. Of course, no time to do that. You got to set up one time and then you're good. <laughs> yeah. And then what, what it's going to do is, bro, the dividends as the compound effect plays is, is just going to continue to build up. So you're going to, the money that you're spending is, you're, you're really just buying income and that's what dividends really is. So I think that's what we really want our entrepreneurs to learn, man, is, yo, this game of investing is really simple. We want to make sure that our entrepreneurs understand why it's important to make your money work for you. So KB and I, we stress the, the three problems. And just to recap them to make sure y'all still following, the three problems we, we just covered were when entrepreneurs say, I don't know how to invest in the market. Number two is, I don't have enough money to invest. And then number three is, I don't have enough time to invest. So we know what the problems are. Y'all know what our experiences are. Now it's time to give y'all the solutions. So KB, let's jump into the solutions, man. What's the first solution for when our entrepreneurs say, I don't know how to invest in the market? Stop playing around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said, that, you said that aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because that's literally the solution. Stop pointless scrolling and, use it, and start using your phone to make money. Start following people who invest. If you're going to go to TikTok, and Instagram and Facebook, type in investor or investing and watch what come up. There's so much free content on social media, like yet alone YouTube University. Like you can type in investing one-on-one, invested for dummies. Don't just watch these things, literally study and take physical notes in an actual book. I know we don't like using <laughs> pen and paper no more. No, I didn't go to, I haven't been to school in a long ass time. I get it. <laughs> But I still have my notebook and I still write things down. Become familiar with the stock market vernacular. You know, join Robin Hood Killer Group. We even follow him on IG, RHK100 on IG. Like utilize the free gems that people are giving out there. So my solution is stop playing around. Yeah, bro. And I think that's, you seem very serious about that solution. So I hope the entrepreneurs, they know you wasn't playing around because my solution is similar, man. Like my solution is it's okay to not know how to invest, but it's important that you learn. And I recommend starting with a Robinhood account because it's free and it's user-friendly. It's easy to use. Watch as many how to invest for beginners videos as much as you can. Then once you feel like you've gotten as much free content as possible, then it's important you find a specific area of investing that you want to master. Then once you find that area that you want to master and you understand the basics of the game, then you find a reasonable price of a course that will help you like enhance those skills. You pay for some knowledge and then you run it up. Simple, simple. It ain't easy, but it's simple. Facts. <laughs> My second takeaway for people who say, I don't have enough money to invest. Go back to the drawing board. As a small business owner, if you don't have any money to invest, then there's something wrong there. Like literally track your sales, your gross and your net. If you're selling products, then you may need to lower your production costs 
or raise your retail prices. There's a difference between making sales and making profit. Mm. You're not going to notice if you don't have it written out and it's not in front of your face. So go back to the drawing board if you guys want to start investing. Yeah, bro. And sometimes it's that simple. It's, yo, just go back to the basics. Figure out what adjustments need to be made as an entrepreneur so you can find that money, put it in the market, buy income, and get rich. You know, we're trying to simplify this for our entrepreneurs to make sure that y'all have a bright future because me and KB, we're going to run this thing up and we want to bring y'all along with us. So, you know, my solution is this. The best time to invest is when you don't have any money because investing is a habit. And what I mean by that is people who don't invest. No, let me run that back. People who don't invest when they don't have a lot of money are the same people who make small investments and receive minimal returns. Right. While people who invest when they don't have a lot of money, they're more willing to take bigger calculated investments and receive maximum returns. So don't wait until you have a lot of money to invest because you're training your mind to a bad habit and then you're going to play small. So when you have minimal money, you have a little bit of money and you're able to put some money to the side and you just develop that habit, you're going to get more calculated and you're going to find those opportunities and you're going to maximize your return. Yeah, you can't play with the scarcity and think you're going to be wealthy. Nah, not in this game. The third solution for those who say, I don't have enough time to invest, just say no. <laughs> like, you're not that busy. You're just saying yes to the wrong things. Mm-hmm. That's not going to add value to you. So at a point, a time in your life, you need to be selfish, especially for your business. You have to nurture it like it's your first baby. As you begin to get more experience and you learn to automate, delegate, and duplicate, then you'll be you know, better off. So I suggest you get the championship planner <laughs> and organize your life so you can be more productive and then you can have time to invest. So you need to follow Later Businessmen or IG for more info. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you, bro, like that's exactly what I have, bro. So it, I appreciate the plug too. I appreciate that. So like, here's what I got. I said, if you don't have time to invest, my first suggestion is to get my planner because, (laughs) (laughs) because, you know, all jokes aside, the entrepreneur championship planner is is super important because if you don't have time, it's just a time management issue. So there's bigger issues than than investing. You just got to get good with your time. And, And that's why I created that. Um, Because I think investing should be something that's at the top of your priority list because it's such a vital part of being a successful entrepreneur. So that's the first part. The second part is to join an investment group so you can be pointed in the right direction. And as entrepreneurs, we all need a little guidance. So after you caught my planner, then a group that I would recommend is what KB said. Start investing with Robinhood 100, right? On, on Instagram is rhk.100. KB just said it. I'm saying it again. And the reason why him and I, were, we speak so confidently about this group is because this group introduced us to the game of investing in, in a light that we haven't seen it. It introduced me to trades and options of companies that I didn't even know exist. 
which had made which like the, those trades and those options have made me thousands of dollars. And this group was all I needed to get in the game of investing. So he got, he got all the money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so working on it. I'm working on it. So let them know where they could get the planner from too. Yeah. For everyone listening that's interested in purchasing the Entrepreneur Championship Planner, all you have to do is just go to LakeKimJamesCoaching.com. And my first name is spelled L-E-A-H-C-I-M. So LakeKimJamesCoaching.com, all, all together. And you're able to purchase my planner, my, my ebook, or my course about team building. Because my goal is really just to use the products that I'm giving for entrepreneurs to help them become more effective in business. Cause as I'm getting better, I want everyone around me and everyone that I coach to get better as well. So for my final takeaway, man, this has been a super uh, great episode and I actually want to listen to this again so I can invest some more, <laughs> <laughs> but a majority of young entrepreneurs want to own the million dollar brand. And I'm one of them too. However, compound interest is on the radar now, and it's going to allow me to work smarter to reach that first million. So we must take advantage of our new tech resources and our different platforms, what makes it easiest to make money from our phone. So stop pointless scrolling and stop saying yes to everyone that's close to you. Be selfish this point in time to grow your business and to grow your investment portfolio. So let's make this money. And this, then you could take everybody else in your family out on your on your profit gains. Mm. <laughs> or or when you get the profit gains, you could go do a self-care trip like KB. Come on now. Come on. Y'all, y'all see what KB did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could do that, but that's when you make the money work for you. And that's a valid point. And here's my final takeaway, man. So for everyone listening in the community, investing should be a part of your long-term play, right? Investing is like planting seeds and watching your crop grow. It takes time and you have to keep watering, watering your crop to see the true growth, which is very similar to the magic penny theory. And for anyone who doesn't know what the magic penny theory is, it's a question of would you rather take $3 million cash today or a penny that doubles every day for 31 days? And anyone who doesn't understand the, the impact of the compound effect, and they say that they would take $3 million cash, they don't understand the game and the true value of the, the compound, right? Because the true investors would do the math and realize that a penny that doubles every day for 31 days would be $10 million. And that's how important the compound effect is. So we've all been taught to work hard, save our money. But what I want everyone to remember is anyone who's taught us that probably have never heard of the magic penny. So I want to challenge all of our entrepreneurs to work hard, invest our money, and make your money work for you. Entrepreneurhood. Anyone can start, but only champions finish. Now that you've completed this episode, you're ready to continue your journey by connecting directly with our hosts of Entrepreneurhood. 
Follow us on Instagram at The Entrepreneurhood to stay updated with the community. For each episode, the first set of listeners to tag us on Instagram and leave a five-star review will be entered into a drawing to get a free one-on-one coaching session on the topic of entrepreneurship with our hosts. Remember, there is no shame in struggling because we fail, we grow, and we win right here on Entrepreneurhood.